0: Live here in Washington, D.C., home of your favorite and best creators, you are now tuned in to people that you don't know that you should know. I'm your host, Ty Westbrook, featuring my co-host, Murray Ann. And let's get going with today's show. And if you don't know, now you know. If you know, you know.
1: You are listening to a 202 Creates production.
2: Hello, 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 it is Mary Ann, your favorite Chief Creative Economy Officer, and I am sitting here with two of my favorite people. One of them to my left is Tyrone, and straight across from me is James. And we are here to, uh, talk about the people that you don't know that you should know. Hey, Tyrone. What do you, what do you know about James? <laughs> when you think, when you have to, when you have to rattle off something that says, hey, hey, how, how do we describe James? How, how would we introduce James before we let James introduce himself?
0: Man, I'm gonna call James <laughs> a grinder, straight ambitious, straight driven Okay fella.
1: Okay.
2: All right, I like that. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm solidly in the in the entrepreneur land. Like he is he is one <laughs> one heck of an entrepreneur. Thank you, um, thank you. Multifaceted.
0: Yes. You know? Yes.
2: yes. <sighs> I I always find yeah. it funny how when I first met James, I thought I knew what he did, and then he'd come in and he'd say, oh, well, then I do this, and I had that, and I'd be like, oh, wow, okay, all right, that's cool, that's that's awesome, man, that's great. Right. And then James would come in and be like, oh, well, then I had a business, and we had a gallery, and then, we, you know, I was like, Man. Every day there's something that I didn't know
0: oh, wow. that
2: I do know now, which right. is a nice segue. So James, say hi. Tell us who you are. What's going on?
1: Hey, how's it going, everyone? Um, as they mentioned, my name is James Canty. I am a uh, resident here at the uh, 202 Creates. I'm excited to be here. It's a wonderful place to be. Uh, I guess I'm a, a serial entrepreneur or a, a creative like, it just never stops. I I can walk down the street and see a cup laying down and just fall in love with the design. I'm a creative designer, chocolatier, chef, photographer, just... I can keep going and yeah, going. Yeah, let's go
2: back and talk chocolate first before okay. we get any further, you Absolutely. know, because it just kind of makes me hungry.
1: Okay, okay. So, t-
2: tell, tell me about chocolate. Why chocolate? What do you love about chocolate?
1: Oh, uh, well, I mean... For me, chocolate is, uh, I think chocolate's a luxury item. Uh, It can be if it's prepared right. Uh, I just have a serious love for chocolate, uh, where it comes from, how it's processed, all the things you can actually do with it. Uh, Number one, the taste. Uh, Chocolate can get deep, and I I don't want to get too deep. I mean, to me, chocolate's almost like wine. It's like, you know, you study these wines and where the wines are from and, you know, the different taste and why it tastes like that. Cocoa beans, cacao or whatever, whatever you like to call it, is pretty much the same thing. You have beans from Ecuador. You have beans from Peru. uh, You have beans from the Ivory Coast. Don't touch those. Uh Don't touch the beans from Ivory Coast, okay? That's another podcast. We'll come back for that one, but... Uh, you know, each bean could be different. Uh, I love single origin beans, just like that single bean cooked by itself, roasted up, and the flavors that you can actually get from them. Uh, who doesn't love chocolate?
2: Yeah, I have. I have yet <laughs> to meet somebody who uh, who doesn't love chocolate. The whole wine and chocolate connection was something I never really understood until I, I went to this um, wine tasting and the way they had paired and they paired it with all this different chocolate and these fruits and stuff but they walked right. you through the, the conversation between the wine and the chocolate mm. and and it totally blew my mind right. as to how each of them would play off of each other in their flavor
1: exactly
2: right because you would taste a you know you taste a glass of wine by itself and then you think you understand how it tastes and all that and then you eat this certain piece of chocolate and then you come back and you taste the wine again totally and it's different. a totally different flavor exactly right it, it just completely, I know that I don't know, I feel like it makes me sound so snooty doing like <laughs> wine and chocolate tastings and whatever. but, uh, but it was super cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, I
2: had no idea that that could happen.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it can get like extremely complex or you can uh, keep it simple. I mean, some people you know, prefer like the milk chocolates. And then some people prefer the darker chocolates. Some people prefer the chocolates in the middle. Then you have white chocolate, which is just cocoa butter. Remember that it's cocoa butter. There's no chocolate, chocolate in it. It's just creaminess, you know. It sounds
2: good though when you call it white chocolate.
1: Yeah, it does, you know, mix it with a little bit of raspberries and, you know, some champagne reduction. And... All
2: right, you're making me hungry right now. It's too, <laughs> it's too It's too. early for all this food talk. So can you tell me how a photography plays into, into your work?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I've always been a photographer. I went to culinary school and uh, basically being the uh, catering chef for J.W. Marriott, I was the... Catering chef I took care of all on premise catering as well as off premise catering and uh, usually uh, if we had an off site party, uh, we would feed like maybe 500 to 600 people sit down China, uh, which means I had to get maybe seven or eight different chefs and sous chefs underneath of me and. Everything needs to come out looking the same. You can't have every chef kind of like doing its own thing. So I started off by just taking pictures of a plate. We'd go into the test kitchen. We'd plate it up, you know, make sure it was presentable. We'd take a picture. We'd distribute that picture to uh, the uh, chefs. They would tell their sous chefs, then the line cooks. Everything needs to come out of this kitchen for this party looking like that. Uh, One thing led to another. They wanted me to, they still wanted me to be the catering chef, but they kind of wanted me to be the test kitchen food photographer as well, and I was like, does that come with extra pay? They negotiated it, and it did, so I just started, uh, you know, taking food pics for the uh, menus, the books, every barriette has like a book. Like it, this is like the rule book of food presentation and how everything needs to come out. Uh, everything was up out of, uh, what is that, Pooks Hill, Maryland, Bethesda. Uh, it's up there near the Bethesda area out there. Well, you
2: know what's interesting about that is I find it interesting, this idea that, that we can create uh, careers in art out of accident. Yeah, in a sense, right? Yeah. because uh, doing what you love. Yeah, yeah, and and, <laughs> and and clearly, you you had a skill at taking photos, and you clearly had a skill at food, but this uh, moderate accident, you know, just a request to because it was uh, functional. You needed a exactly. picture to, you know, and exactly. this this functional uh, opportunity uh, turned into something that uh, became more robust from there.
1: Exactly. That's exactly. pretty cool. Yeah, I I fell in love with it. And, you know, one thing led to another. Uh, For me, food is art. I mean, culinary arts, period. Food is art. And basically the way you present food, it should give you the ooh moment. Like, I don't even want to eat that. Just let's just look at it. You know, let's marvel at it. But I guess before food phones and selfies and food pics were out, I was probably just always taking <laughs> pics of food with my huge camera and a little light, and it's like, oh, Jesus. He hey, it's food? hard
2: to take a picture of food. It is. It is really hard to take a picture of food. Why is it? it? Is, Why? is, it, is it because it's small? Is it because it's like, I, I don't understand, but I can take really good pictures of landscape and and, um, and space, but I, I find I can't figure out how to take a picture of food.
1: Yeah, food, and, and this is just my opinion. Food photography should be, like bring out an emotion like when you look at something like a food pick and you look at it you should feel like oh my goodness that looks oh my like geez that looks good like oh I'm hungry and sometimes you just can't capture that with a uh, a phone Uh, lighting is key Uh, presentation the layout and You know, say, for instance, if you get some, you know, whipped potatoes and if you take a spoon and you put it on versus putting the potatoes in a pastry bag and piping it out with a design with like a star tip. Then putting it underneath your salamander and toasting it and it kind of has like a little toasty look to it. And then you put your salmon on it. What is this salmon? kind of just like baked and it looks bland or is it pan seared salmon with all right, herb so, hey, butter Ty, and Ty, can, can
2: we just can we just decide that we don't actually have conversations with James yeah. unless there is food involved like that we know that we are bringing in lunch and then to talk to James exactly. or that we go out to eat after we talk to James yeah, because this this ain't fair man it's not it's not at
0: all uh, it, it, just, it, it, Exactly, head, see, so.
1: the food conver- just the conversation of the food evoked emotion, and that's the same thing your food photography should do. So it, to take a great picture, in my opinion, number one, it's the presentation and how you played it. And then I would say the second thing would be lighting. Like, you have to be able to see it. You can't be in a dark corner of a restaurant with a candle, and it's super dark, and you can't really, you know, like see like the fresh cracked black pepper in the steak au poivre sauce or something like you want to okay, see okay i don't understand
2: it. the word that he just said <laughs> can you can you repeat the word that james just said i don't even know what he just said yeah i was just listening Ste- i was just steak ca- steak au poivre, a poivre? Steak
1: au poivre, it's, uh, a poivre. yeah a it's poivre. uh it's almost like a blackened steak but it's just uh like a new york strip with tons of fresh cracked black pepper on it <sighs> and then seared in like a Cast iron skillet where you kind of like right. sear it in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All yeah. right. So we're okay. gonna we're
2: gonna we're gonna wind <laughs> this puppy down yeah. and go have lunch. So if you didn't Absolutely. know and you want to come down here and and you want to get hungry and meet James, uh, come Absolutely. on down to 202 Creates and 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 meet this person who you don't know that you should know and hopefully Absolutely. by the end of it you know him a little bit better. Absolutely. Thank you, James.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I appreciate you, Jay. And what kind of people will follow you on the social media, brother?
1: Ah. Uh. Social media, you can follow me at the Foodographer on Instagram. That's T H E F O D O G R A P H E R, the Foodographer.
2: Rock and roll.
0: So food with one one o.
1: Yeah, F O O D. Oh, I, did yeah. I did I say one o? <laughs> Thanks, so. Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. All good, that's bro. two o's. Yeah. F O O D O G R A P H yeah. E R, the Foodographer. For sure. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jake. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
2: Hey, I'm Lori Pitts, and I'm the founding director of Voices Unbarred. You can find us on Instagram at voices underscore unbarred. And I just wanted to shout out some of the cool tunes I was just listening to by Audio Dope Smoke. Go check them out.
0: We want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. If you like our show and want to learn more, check out tool And oh yeah, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast. You guys be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. I'm Ty Westbrook, signing out.